We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's James and Wiggy with Fitzy. Bill has completed his training camp opening press conference. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about player contracts. Or- moment to reflect on just how long you've been here. And- yeah, I haven't spent a lot of time on that, Ben. I mean, nobody likes training camp. I don't think I'm following you, Tom. It's back to football. So there have been four different first basemen now in the last 15 minutes. That game's under protest right now. Well, the Red Sox are playing under protest. This is my fight song. The designated hitter is a designated hitter for a pitcher, right? He's right. When they brought Rowan. in... Uh, They tried to move Kalerik, who the DH is hitting for. Oh my God, who the hell cares? It was unforgivable that 20 minutes went by with one pitch. He throws three pitches in the time it takes David Price to throw one. The new guy that comes into the game goes in for the guy that leaves. Yeah, he's right. And nobody understands what's going on, right? Everyone in this room is now dumber. On Sports Radio WEEI. Ah, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's uh, as you are headed up to Foxborough. By the way, there's already a line. It's going to be beautiful up there today. I'll be up there. I'll be at Patriot's Place. I'll be at the Hall of Patriots. You're going to be taking selfies and signing autographs? I'll be out there with the people. There have been people lined up out there in the same head-scratching way that there are people on a Thursday night, fresh off the, like, Oh, quick, we got to have our Thanksgiving dinner early. Why? Oh, I got to get to Best Buy so I can get this new 4K oh, flat screen for three. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that yeah but it turns into Black Thursday. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It does. There have been people lined up for hours. You would think that it's like a Star Wars premiere or it's Black Friday, hours outside. Or, or just people to be part- lining up so to get Wiggy's autograph. That's what they're oh, there for. I was going to say, they're hopefully. not there to get their first glimpse of Tom Brady right, and Pads for the 2019 season. Can see that they're not there because they want to be on Patriots.com and that great slow-mo NFL film style running of the Pats fans. No, they're there for wigs. That's it. I they're mean, there you can see, wigs. listen, you can they see get. They want to hold up their football and get wigs out 85, Jay, Jay Wiggins on their football. Well, is, mean, that, is that your signature, by the way? Uh, yeah, Jay Wiggins. Yes. Yeah, yeah, say, you, do you, you write wigs out or do you write? No, I, I don't write wigs out. I usually write, you know, whatever they ask. If they say, can you put the Super Bowl champ on there? Yeah, whatever they want. And I say, hey, listen, you can see Tom Brady any day of the week. Can only see me once here. Hey, and you, you want to see. But who, I'll do multiple days if they yeah. have me back. And, and you know what you say? Who's the guy that caught up, that caught the pass that led to Adam Vinatieri's That's game-winning right. field goal right. against the St. Louis Rams' greatest show on oh, turf? That's that would what, be me. That, uh, my be me, signature, bitches. if I were you, Wiggy, I would literally <laughs> write, like, yeah, I did catch all those passes in the snow, and also I caught the last ball before Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, right. So suck it, comma, yeah, Jermaine Wiggins, 85. But they, you know what? There's some videos where they cut me out, and they show Troy Brown catching the pass, well, and then they go Troy to Brown's ca- Troy Brown's catch was a good Super one. Bowl 36. Oh, I... I, 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 I but there's it, 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 a, a timeline. It was an incredible catch. It's a timeline. It's Troy catching the ball. Right. Then it's me. Then Brady spikes. They go, Troy, Brady spike. Right. How about how about your and you know who never gets the credit too? I could do this all day. Let's do it. Uh, you know who never gets enough credit? J.R. Redman. Boom. Yeah, J.R. had Boom a good well, What about Antoine Jay Smith? R- oh, Antoine Smith well, was great. About the and Antoine Super Bowl Smith drive. Did, Antoine Smith has as many Super Bowl rings as Peyton Manning. Yeah. You're right. talking about that that last And earned drive. him the, the cast off from Buffalo. 
Just in general, but right. yes, in that last drive. Well, he was big in the snow game, too. You know what? A- before before Kevin Falk was Kevin Falk, who set the precedent for Danny Woodhead and Shane Vereen and James White, it was J.R. Redmond. J.R. Redmond was some good money stuff. out of the See, backfield. I, 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 a money part. out of the backfield. That should have been his good. nickname. I thought backfield you, money, Redmond. I thought you were going to say Patrick Pass for a little bit. Oh, Patrick Pass. <laughs> Patrick yeah, he Pass was after, just, yeah. he was after that. Nice he, guy. He had a good no, wait, wait. He was in the 0-1 team. No, 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 no. But it, I'm saying as far as the receiver, he was more like in His the head, fullback right. category. Yeah, he was, right. a, he was a hybrid back. Yeah, he was a hybrid. He right. was, yeah, he was a bingo. He was a hybrid but back. But we, we didn't realize. He was a good special teams player. He made a lot of plays. We too. didn't realize too, sure he did. about that 0-1 team. The Hall of Famers now with Ty Law. Yeah. Richard Seymour is going to get in. Yes. Eventually. Deserves, deserves, he deserves to, be to get in. They say deserves that to That defense. Now, granted, you had Brewski, McGinnis, not Hall of Famers, but Patriot Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. They were great in their own right. Can you make the argument for McGinnis, though? To, to be the, in the Hall no, of Fame? No. I looked yeah. at the numbers. Because I think, no, no, I think no. his Close. numbers, his playoff sack numbers, I yeah. think he's, I want to say but, but he's you, like but you know what, first or second. But, but you time. know what you could do in terms of playoff sack numbers, especially the one that you think of that mm-hmm. was one that ended the eventual three-peat by the Niners, Leonard Marshall. Leonard Marshall is a borderline Hall of Famer. If you want to go there, well, I don't. I mean, I don't. No, then, you I gotta, know. then you got to go down the Brewski road because how great was? Nah. Bru- I mean, Brewski was Brewski was one of the best at his position for over a decade. It's not the Hall of Excellent. It's not the Hall of Very Good or even Great. It's the Hall of Fame, and that's why over, te- we suck. Teddy Brewski was great, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. No, but it's I, not but a Hall I, Famer. I would entertain it. So about this team, as you come off your third Super Bowl. Victory in the last five years, six since two thousand one. That just doesn't. Isn't, isn't that crazy? It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't dynasties, make sense. Two separate dynasties. Like okay, so they're Mike, a Gaskowski extra point away from having gone to four nine fifty fifty one fifty, having gone to five straight. Yeah, it's crazy. Five straight. And, and imagine if you had a defense and somebody that Brady could throw to in 06, you would have won. You would have beaten Rex Grossman, the Bears. There's so many. Right. Things yeah, we could play. You could play the what? Then we could play. They shouldn't have won forty nine right. because why don't you give the ball to Beast Mode second right. goal to play, one? You could yeah. play the what if game. And by all the way, day long. down twenty three with two fifteen left right. in the third quarter against Atlanta. <laughs> right. I mean, that's why, like you. Uh, you're yeah. a Falcons coach. Why are you not? Why are you not running the ball? Why are you having right. Matt, Matt Ryan drop back? And do, do you know Kyle Shanahan only regrets one or two play calls? Uh, you should regret about ten in the second right. half. Yeah, buddy. you know specifically the one where uh, Matt Ryan's dropping back and Dante Hightower just like sacks him and levels him and he fumbles. I think well, that no, one. Uh, late, that's even on late, the running even, back. Even later in the game. They, the Falcons, all they had to do was run the football, run, run, kick the field goal, and I think they might have went up. I forget what it was, but then they get called for the holding, yep. and then they end up getting Trey a Flowers sack. gets the sack where and he drags get, him like 15 right. yards into so the now they get So now they moved out of field goal range, and they have to punt the ball, and this was late in the game. The winning probability rate when it was 28-3 to with 2-12 left in the third quarter was 99.9%. Mm-hmm. Had to be. It was it, like you like you literally had to try to f that up, and they did. They I'm talking about the Falcons. Mm-hmm. They effed it up. Now, and that's why when we talk about these lists about ranking like the 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 best quarterbacks, what you have to realize is then you have to factor that in because now you're in a situation you're down twenty eight to three. So you as a quarterback thinking about that. You're down twenty-eight to three. Every decision that you make, every pass that you throw, you cannot make that. You can't make 
a simple mistake because incomplete passes will kill you. A turnover, forget about right. it. And that's why we talk about so, so, wait, that wait, clutchability. So mm-hmm. when you're talking about Brady's margin for error, the, the, the whole Patriots yes. offense, it was zero. Right. Like, it was zero. like if Edelman doesn't make that ridiculous catch where he's going down the ground and like Joe Buck's like, that's a catch. If like so many Ad- right. Amendola's two point conversion. And that's why I, everyone needs to be mic'd up so we can hear Edelman go, Oh, it's a catch. I caught that, bro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. So, so a couple of F bombs so, that's the only so, problem. Now you need the special channel to watch that. So now we have to go into this season mm-hmm. as if last year for like okay, last year was great. We're not playing the Alex Cora game last year. We have to go into the mentality of what about this year's team? So for me, biggest question mark going into this season for the Patriots, there's a couple things, but I'm going to start number one. Who is going to be this year's Trent Brown? Now that that mountain of a man is in Oakland playing in the black hole with the Raiders, who is going to be the guy that has the most, the second most important priority on the team, which is protecting TB12's blindside? Wiggy? I don't trust a rookie like Isaiah Wynn, who mm-hmm. didn't play last year, so he's a rookie. Who's it? Who's that guy going to be that's going to have the unenviable task? Because remember, but why don't you trust Isaiah Wynn? You, last he's, year he's got Tyranner's erect source arms. So what does that mean? I, uh, hold on, I, I just want to point this out real quick. I think we should retweet this as well. Um, uh, there, we were just talking about how many people are at Pat's camp and the gates uh-huh. are about to open. How many? Uh, oh no, there are there are there's a line. Well over like a couple thousand people a line at Island. the welcome to training camp. Honest to God, it's all the way out to Route 1. However, Mike Reese, who we have paid much due respect and deference to because he's a great follow for Pat's fans, <laughs> just tweeted out a video. It says, gates are about to open for the first day of Patriots training camp, and here's the view at one entrance. There are thousands of Pat's fans lined up at the gate, guys. But unfortunately, Mike Reese took it from behind a chain link fence, so it looks like a Patriot fan detention camp. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an un- maybe I'm just that twisted, or maybe oh, this is wow. so 2019. I'm going to retweet this from Mike Reese. You can see it at FitzyGFY. That's an unfortunate reference by me, but when you see it, ah, yeah. you'll get it. I swear to yeah. God, it looks it, look, it looks like a sad border. <laughs> see, you, you, usually when you're talking about detention camps for fans, it would be Eagles or Raiders. Yes. Right. Now, know, th- those, well, he those are the deplorables. He those are the deplorables. The they should be, we should be sending them back. Send them yeah, back, He should have went over the fence, oh you know. God. Look so at this. It doesn't look like and it And there is. you go. There are more people lined up outside behind this detention-quality chain-link fence about to go into Patriots training camp right. than give a Fenway about the Sox right Do now. You know That's there, all you need to know. Wiggy, there was a time you were long gone. It was You were in Minnesota at this point. There was a time after the Patriots won their third Super Bowl mm-hmm. against Donovan McNabb and the Eagles. The Patriots had trouble getting on the front cover of the Globe sports section. The sports section. Mm-hmm. Not... Now, the Patriots are on the front cover of the globe, like the actual... It is such a Patriots town now. It is such. And then when you coincide that with the crap that happened yesterday down at Tropicana Field, people are just itching for well, this you team. asked the question. You asked yeah, the yeah. question of the left tackle, right? Right. Who's gonna Who's gonna? And I said, I, I said because no one, no, no one thought a year ago. Nobody thought that uh, anyone was gonna be able to replace Nate Solder. And Nate Solder sucked right. with the Giants. Well, and it, right. So that's that. That was gonna be my point. That it, it, when you look at it, 
when you have Dante Skarnecchia and you and you think about it, like Isaiah, when the the size means nothing to me, you know, the short arms. Matt Light wasn't the biggest guy in the world, but he held that position now for what ten years. Uh, and then you talk about Nate Solder, right? Nate Solder had plenty of issues, and this guy was what six nine, and he had a wingspan of you you know uh, the size of an elephant. So when you think about what they're gonna do there. That's going to be interesting. So if you're headed down to training camp, you know, see who's taking the reps because that's how it works, people. When you want to know basically how the team works, whoever's on the field with Brady, you can generally know that, okay, that guy's getting an opportunity to play. That's when you'll see, like, all right, so who the left tackle is. So when you watch, go down there and you see the team uh, period and you see Brady on the center, who's in there, who's that left tackle? And that, and, and and we'll see what happens. But you know, there's going to be a lot of. I think there's a lot of good questions going into this. And, and, and I think, and, and Fitzy, yeah. what do you got on that? Well, I was just going to say uh, regarding Isaiah Wynn. I know you think his arms are too short. I know you think that it's tough to start a tackle who had to redshirt because he tore his Achilles, and that's a tough injury to come back from. But I'll remind you this: who was one of the top three ranked tackles in college football coming out of the 2017 draft? Who was the top twenty eighteen? Ta- uh, yeah, after, after the twenty seventeen right. season, going into the twenty eighteen right. draft, right, was. who was the top was. rated tackle in the SEC? Right. Who goes against professional pass rushing lumber? Top five, top ten right. draft picks. Sure. You got to lock out he that Alabama line. Down there he and, played and, guard and tackle, right. and he had it on lockdown. Right. I, I think if there's anyone, but, 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 but listen, he's going to be. I think he's going to be great. Why are we down on him? No, no, I'm not down. He says because he's got short arms. No, no, Fitzy. The one thing I'm. He's not Trent Brown, who could block two things: humans in the sun. Right, he's a that was but, a mountain but, of a but, man. But, but Fitzy, don't like. But nobody it, expected Trent Brown to do anything. Now here we're we're sitting next to a guy who played in both the SEC and the NFL. The thing is that, and this guy will be able to tell you better than anybody is a fine line. Right, Tim Tebow was great in the SEC. He was. He was. A high we control. all knew with uh, that herky jerky, hanky janky motion that Tim know, Tebow but, had. He but, wasn't but going I, anywhere. I can I can give you Kelly Washington, the wide receiver at University of Tennessee. I can go. Right, there's always players. But, but, right. Chad Jack, sure. Right, Chad you know Jackson, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, so now you're in big boy. Now that's big boy on that's uh, you know that's the NFL on Saturday. But the NFL on Sunday is a much different league. Who a guy who hasn't played a regular season snap yet. Right. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, like, but you're not. It's, you're a, not, it's a question. It's a question mark. Right, but, but you're not question. He's not questioning his ability to play the position because he hasn't played. You're questioning it because you think he's undersized. Well, just, yeah, and, and Wiggy, this is the next level. How tough was it you to go from? Playing? Yeah, but we've seen guys that are undersized perform at the next level all the no, time. No, no, but, but I'm saying, how tough is the transition to go from? You went from big time college football mm-hmm. in the SEC to the NFL. Like, what is the disparity? The talent well, level, everything. Well, every like I think the thing is, is when you get to the NFL level, everybody's talented. Where in college football, I mean, the SEC is close because, you know, most of the guys are talented and you're on a team. Four and five stars. Right. So where in the NFL, everybody can run fast. Everybody's big. Everybody's strong. Everybody can do the same thing. It's about the mental part. That's the difference in the NFL. the NFL, and Parcells said this to me in my rookie year, basically said, let me tell you something, young boy. Uh, the NFL is 90% mental, 10% physical. You are going to find that out, and you're going to find that out quickly. Find what you do well and make sure that we have to say we can't cut this guy because this is what he does well. It's a niche. So regardless of size, you're not the fastest guy. You're not the biggest guy. Find that find do something that makes us say in that team meeting we can't let this guy go and it's the same with as Isaiah Wynn. Now, granted, he's a first round draft pick. I was an undrafted free agent, 
But they're clearly saying, hey, we know you're not the biggest guy, but you've, you've done it before. You've played against high-level high caliber players. It's the same thing, you know, Isaiah. Just go out there and make sure you have the proper technique. And if you do that, you'll be able to block those guys. And, I mean, I don't think he thinks he's not looking at it like, oh, but I can't but block his thing, these guys. Like, it's the second most important position on the field because you are protecting the blind side of Tom freaking Brady. Right. Okay. Right. So, I cannot emphasize that enough. That's the thing that I, I want everybody to like. This is not like Trent Brown had NFL experience. Nate Solder. Yeah, but Trent Brown. When, uh, when Trent Brown came in, everybody was like, "This guy's a bust." Who was he? Why did uh, was right. it Arizona or San Francisco? San Why'd Francisco they let... gave up on him after Garoppolo went the other way right. back in so November. It's... And then where did it lead to? It led to it uh, with the magic of Scarnecchia and the Patriot sauce. It led to this. Dear Patriots Nation, you probably heard already, but I signed with the Raiders this season. Although my time in New England was short, I couldn't have asked for anything more. Class Everyone moves. plays this game to win, and to go out in my first season with the team and win a Super Bowl is the best feeling. Thank you to the Pacers organization for believing in me. Thank you to the best coach, Bill Belichick, and, of course, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Thank you to my favorite, the GOAT, Coach Scar. It was there an honor being a part See? of that O-line group in New England. By far the greatest room I've ever been a part of. Thank you, John. You guys will forever be my brother. And so, when he left, See, and that's and why you that should was believe. A, that, and, that was but, a Kawhi but, Leonard. That was but very the thing, Kawhi Leonard. The thing about this, so Trent. I like that, the, I like that connection. The thing Mark, about Trent really. Brown, right? When he when he was in San Francisco, he's a bust, he's a this, he's a that, he's a this. When he's here, by, by week nine, week ten, this guy's a Hall of Famer. I mean, you, he you, was, put, he, he you put him in the Hall of Fame. It's like, where? So... And he's true. I, I had the uh, uh, I was fortunate enough to work with Scott Neckier, um, uh was because he was the old line coach there and playing tight end. You do a lot of stuff with the offensive line, and this guy is you know arguably one of the greatest offensive line coaches and coaches in the NFL. He turned Steve Nail, uh, basically a uh, a Roman Greco wrestler, into. Right, you know, Stephen Neal, like one of the yeah, one of the best college wrestlers, turns into an all time like an all time right. guard in Foxborough. Right, so they even almost turned a tuba player in Jordan Devy into <laughs> into a tackle. So, I know old reference, so but whatever. It's going to be interesting. I would say, I would be say like, well, I know they have a hole right there, but it's going to be interesting right. to see who the guy is that they well put in that. Right hole. now on the Patriots debt chart, it's Isaiah Wynn. He right. is the guy that is expected. Well, I see that. You drafted an, him in the first that's round. That's right. He, right. Was, he was a guard, but now he's expected to play left tackle. He so. was a left tackle. Stop calling no, him no, a guard. No, no, no. I know, but like they. He's a guard he, tackle. I call him a swing. Right, right. but okay, he was mainly. Enough. Maybe Georgia, they swing differently but, in Springfield. And, but. And, and, <laughs> in Georgia, in Georgia, go back and watch his film. He was mainly a left tackle. And I will tell you. Watched him in the SEC championship game uh, his last year in college at mm-hmm. Georgia. They waxed Auburn. Yeah. Played well against Alabama in the national title game. Unfortunately, Tua hit the guy uh, on the game-winning pass. He they blew him. the coverage, too. They blew the coverage. That wasn't his fault. So that, was we'll, hell, we'll, that was a hell of a pass. We, we will see. Listen, I'm, now, now, my, that's my, listen I'm, you know, I'm a UGA alum. Big year this year. Well, okay, we, we will see. Now, the other big question, there's a lot of them, but what's the other big the tight end position. Gronk. Who's going to replace Rob Gronkowski, the most dominating tight end and maybe most indefensible weapon in NFL history? The, the answer is no one. No one's going to well, replace him. No one's him. ever going to replace like, Gronk. No I mean, one. Let, let's you know, be they, they real They signed about Lance that. Kendricks yesterday, who's a... You know what? Uh, I mean, that, that is a that is a, right. a stopgap move. I heard, I heard sure. Christian Fourier talking about it yesterday on the show. His, his, his comp to it was... 
that they just need with Ben Watson being out and the question marks at tight end, you need someone who is a professional to come in, just not miss blocking assignments, be be a be a mentor in the room to the young guys because Lacoste, who knows what you got there? Izzo developmental project, Beck was a UDFA. So you need a professional tight end to come in and steady the spot for a while well, until Watson can come back. In two thousand sixteen. Not did, sexy, Mark, but it's gonna In two thousand sixteen he did catch fifty passes when he was with the and, Rams. And, and here and here's the thing, guys, guys, give me a percentage right now. What do you think? Let's just say after week eight, what are the percentages that Gronk comes back? I'm going to put it 50. I already back. put mine out there at 96% that he's coming back. Right, and then you change because Florio said 95 is right. kiss of death. Fitzy, what do you think in terms of him possibly coming? I think there's better than 50% chance. 50%. That, what, what, that Gronk comes back? Yeah. No. He I has got, 96% right here. Yes. I know, that's right. Oh, it's up a percent from yeah. yesterday. Because yeah. right. well, it was 95. It, right. was, it was 95 originally, and then Florio said that's the kiss, kiss of death. Then it went down to 94. Then there was started some whispers that I was hearing. <laughs> yes, that's right. Now we're up to 96. Yeah, I got it at zero. Why? Zero. He's not coming back. Not coming back. But you're like my dad. Why don't huh? you think so? I don't... I just, it's he's taking the full. I think he's going the full year. I don't. Th- you, if he's going to come back, I think, think he can potentially come, come back next year. This season, I just don't see it. All right, so he's Fitzy, lost you the weight. He's, he's downsized. Come, he's you, healing up. You believe he's going to come back at some point, whether it's if it's not this year, next year. Could it be twenty twenty? I'd put much more stock in twenty twenty than I put in okay. coming back in the twenty nineteen season. Interesting. How, how do you go from? Gronk dropping anywhere. I mean, we're all just rampantly speculating, but that's what we do. It's called sports radio, people. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's dropped somewhere between 25 and 35 pounds. Most of it muscle no, mass. Said, Most he, of said, it the... he said he's down to 250. So he dropped. Okay, yeah, so he's dropped 20 pounds. Yeah. To, to put that back on. Yeah, but you don't have quick to put turnaround. that back on. See, that's the thing, Fitzy. I think I the, you th- you th- but no, the way that Gronk the played the game. Plays, no, no, though, no, 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 no. But the game, will, will, he'll change the way he plays the game. You, have you have you guys ever seen Gronk in person? Yeah. Have oh, you yeah. met so, him in person? Dude, I, I was in the box at Game 7 of the okay. Stanley Cup. Yeah. This guy yeah. is a massive man. He's not no... When right. people say he's 6'6", six, six, I'm no, thinking... No, I he, shook his hand and he like his fingers went three-quarters well, away when, when people say and, and, he's, and he's like 6'6", six, six, I'm thinking he's a little bit closer to 6'7", right? He is. And Wiggy, Wiggy, he's one of those guys that doesn't know his own strength. But, well, let me explain this to you. So when you say this guy's down about 20 pounds, and you know, Gronk has said this before, he's probably down about fi- uh, 250. So he's probably not lifting like he used to lift. But when you're in the NFL, nobody's lifting like they lifted in college. You're not seeing guys squatting 700 pounds. They don't do that you're lifting to maintain that muscle to maintain that strength so yes he's down a little bit but his role would be more of hey we need you in the passing game he's still a big enough man that you can put him at the end of the line of scrimmage and he's and he has a good enough technique he can block anybody all right the one thing i will tell you everybody laments over the patriots missing out on adam humphreys do you know the guy that i lament the patriots missing out on now since gronk has semi-retired, mm-hmm. Jared Cook. And think about that. Because Jared, Jared Cook was a bust Cur- two years ago. Right, right, right. But, but he revitalized his career in Oakland, and so, now he's going to be Revitalized his career with a single catch from Aaron Rodgers right, and, and then went to Oakland and right. really turned it up he a turned, And now he's with Drew Brees. Right. So, so now we get gonna, Ben Watson and Jared Cook goes down to Drew Brees. Yeah, I, I, I would have liked Jared Cook here. Uh, but, I, I, I would have really liked Kyle Rudolph. Well, see that... Well, but he, t- but, but he signed but, his big deal. But the thing is this, right? Even with this kid, uh, Lance Kendricks, right? It's not about the guy. It's about Brady, right? So who's to say that you all of a sudden, 
Brady uh, revitalizes Lance Kendrick's career, and he goes out there and he catches four to sure. forty-five passes. You're like, whoa, what's, right? You know, so that's the thing when you have Brady. All right, this hour is brought to you by the fine folks at Eagle Bank. Eagle Bank. Now it's time for trending. Listen to Dale and Keith on your smart speaker. Just say, Hey Alexa, play 93.7 WEEI. Hey Google, play 93.7 WEEI. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by 495 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Have you been waiting for huge savings on your next car or truck, Wiggy? I told you, I'm all about savings on the truck. Okay, well guess what? All about it. The wait is over. Stop in a 495 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram to get the new car or truck you want at the discount you've been waiting for. Red Sox had a chance to sweep down in St. Pete at Tropicana Field. Unfortunately, they ended up losing 3-2. to two. Uh, The game was played under protest due to placement of substitutions in the lineup. Angel Hernandez did not uh, mark down on his lineup card when Rays manager Kevin Cash Decided to move pitcher Adam Kalarik to first base. It was a a complete F-up. Rob Bradford says the belief from the Red Sox is that Hernandez never wrote anything down the lineup card initially when Kalarik's designation only appeared after it was disputed. 23 minutes, I might add. One pitch. Red Sox open up a huge, and I cannot say that again, Fitzy, bigger, huge four-game series against the Evil Empire first-place Yankees at Fenway tonight. Back at it or season's over. It, You'll know Monday. We will know Monday. And, and uh, Sunday night, national television, Chris Frail will be on the mound for that one. Tonight, though, Rick Porcello is on the mound going up against Masahiro Tanaka. So just so you know on that one, you can catch all the action right here with Joe Castig and Sean McDonough on the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Radio Network, pregame 610, game at 710, over what time do you think it'd be over with? About 12.30? Tonight's game? Yeah, 12.30. Uh, over, under, I got uh, yeah. 11.43. I'm going to okay. say seven. I'm gonna say 7.30 a.m. <laughs> yeah, oh, probably. I thought you were going to say 7.30 oh, p.m. So it'll be, it'll be, be tomorrow in a 50 yes. Wiggy and Jay. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I, I got you. But I'll tell you what. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I will watch it in all of six and a half minutes on uh, the highlights. Okay. All right. Uh, according to ESPN's Field Yates, Julian Edelman uh, has been placed on the non-football injury list. However, Ian Rappaport reported the reason why he broke his thumb was actually playing catch three weeks ago. Oh, so there's Brady's that. Brady's fastballs. It should just be a few more weeks. He will be fine for the season. Coming up next, how do you pass the Patriots training camp conditioning test, Wiggy? How Oof. do you do that? <laughs> wow. This thing is I've like becoming a Navy SEAL. We'll get to that. Fitzy, Wiggy, and James. And that's what's trending now on WEI and WEEI.com. You're locked in to the WEEI. WEEI. Sports Radio Network. Sports Radio Network. I forget the guy's name, but he was like a second-round draft pick. So we do the conditioning test, and the conditioning test for Parcells was three 300-yard shuttles at 50 yards a whack. He was like 10 yards away, and all of a sudden you see him just jump like, you know, <laughs> like he's diving for the line. But he's a big lineman, so when he hits the ground, he like goes nowhere, like face plant, a, point, like a 747 crashing. Feet come up to the back of his head, and he's like four yards away from the, <laughs> from the, from the, from the uh, finish line where he has to cross. And Parcells just looks at him and goes, 
Get them out of here. You're done. Clean out your locker. See you later. Wow. He cut them right there on the spot. I'll never forget it. That was Wiggy at Lord Hobo Brewery. Yes. That's a great story. Do you know who the player was? Who's I forget his name. I yeah? got to try to find that out. I like that music. Little Lawrence Welk there. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Anytime is the right time for the great poker master, Lawrence Welk. The ultimate that's band the, leader. That, you kidding me? That's that, the most Polish thing Mark's ever said. That is the uh, <laughs> well, well, for OMF. That's like when you tell a story, that's their theme, the old school yeah, music. Yeah, when Glenn starts right. talking about Johnny Most. Yes. Oh, okay. Very nice. Hey, uh, I will tell you that Lawrence Welk is about as cool as a uh, Baseball is now with the most uh, fans. 23 minutes for one pitch. Oh, I, I just, you know, it's about as relevant. I mean, right? I mean, come on. All right. So the condition, I, I, I had to do it. I'm not. Hey, I'm not. If you I'm need, not stepping to you. I'm not going to at you, bro. I'm not going to at you. Hey, if you need, like, sort of a lead into your comedy routine, yeah. I, I'll lead in. Oh, I'll you are. Oh, you, I'll just do nicknames. You are saying your setup, man. I'll, I'll just, right. I'll, I'll, I'll just say, when I, think, <laughs> when I think of Kim, Chloe, and Courtney, I call them the Kartrashians. Right. Like, it's uh, perfect. It'll right. be like the. Uh, you killed it earlier, though, with Ky- uh, Kyrie. It'll Kyrie be like Kyrie Rogers. Rogers. Kyrie it'll be like Rogers. The carrot top of nicknames. <laughs> That's all I do. Wow. Wow. I'm not sure. No. Uh, by the way, I just put up on my, uh, on my Twitter feed at Fitzy GFY just because we were talking about it before, and mm-hmm. I think we'll revisit it uh, over the course of the show. With this being day one of Pat's Camp 2019, the running of the fans is underway. They are storming. They are storming the backfields like it's Helms Deep. Uh, what positional group on the 2019 Pats concerns you most? Tight end, dude, we lost Gronk. Wide receivers, that's a lot of new faces for 12 to throw to. Offensive line, we must protect this goat. Or none. Guy, relax. They won the Super Bowl. They're the Pats. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and you can also follow me, Mark James, M-A-R-C, James Wiggy, J-Wigs85, right? Yep. J-Wigs85. And, the sh- and our sh- our new show feed at Boston Radio Watch said we're not the worst thing possible. Right. No, they, they said not, we're actually not, pretty not good. that bad. Not that bad. Thank right. you, not Boston ba- Radio hey, Watch. We not appreciate too bad, it. Not bad. Hey, hey, not bad. That's, that's it. That's one of the I'll things. I'll take it. Like, Points. Now we just got to find the time slot. Yeah. Not too bad, show. <laughs> yes. Oh, midnight. I'll do two to six a.m. <laughs> uh, Matt Chatham wrote in the Athletic, former Patriot, your former teammate, yep. and your colleague at Nesson, three-time Super Bowl champion, about the number of conditioning tests around the NFL. But he talked about the three most popular that he's aware of. Number one, half gassers over and back. The width of the field counts as one rep. You go over and back in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Then there's rest. Then you repeat. That for the total number of reps in that particular test. Some teams do 16 straight reps for their test. I've done that test before. Others do 10 reps, then a short break, then 10 more reps. That seems a little much. Is uh, that standard? Yeah, I've done this. I've done the 16 half gasser. Every test that he has on the, I've done every test. Don't so what in. is that like, the half gassers? It's it's very, very difficult. I've done full gasses, which is over, back, over, back. So that seems like Navy Sealish. Ooh. Right. Half gasses is, he's talking about 16 over, over, back is one. And then, <laughs> yes. And you have a specific time based on the positioning group. You know, linemen generally, they get a little bit more time. Tight ends, <laughs> linebackers, a little bit more than, you know, receivers and uh, defensive backs. And sometimes they throw the running backs in there with the uh, with the tight ends and linebackers. How much easier is training camp now than it was when you played? Oh, man, it's so much easier. Right? 
Man, I, I got mean, it come easy on. these days. You man. had two a days, didn't you? What? You had two a days, right? Man, yes. You're right. And I was my back first... in my day. We had three a days. They but, just could, we just couldn't talk about the third one. Play some of that old music. Yeah, Glenn Miller. By I'm, the way, it's Glenn Miller, not Lawrence Welk. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I'd say, I'm going to give you a little insight down. Oh, did somebody um, take the time to correct you yeah. on that? <laughs> yes. Well, you know, oh, text line three seven nine three seven. Please oh. let us have it. Curtis so sorry, we said Lawrence Welk and not Glenn Miller. So you know they should play this for baseball games. For like the guys when they come up to play. So I will give you. A little insight. Uh, <laughs> that would have been great if they played this yesterday at the Trop during the twenty-three minute break. Uh, I um my first year as a player <laughs> in the NFL was the nineteen ninety-nine season. Now, did they cut the leather helmet for you no. fresh, or did they just have them pre-sized? No, we we didn't have leather helmets. Oh, we, just played, yes. <laughs> we played without helmets. Um, and Parcells was the head coach. You know, we all know that, Fitzy. We know 96 because I was a Pats fan. You know, we know his famous thing. They they want you. What happened to my music? Yeah, what happened to, wait, like, go they, back to Glenn. They, 1999. Oh, uh, okay. They want you to cook the food. They could at least let you shop for the groceries. So I got Parcells in uh, New York my rookie year. But and you never actually played for the Jets, right? Yeah, I did. I played oh, for the Jets. You, you, I mean, did you play? Did you get regular season's games? Yeah, I made the, yeah it was Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. So I, I um, go into training camp that first year, and it was like, back then it was like a month long. We, we were staying in Hofstra. That's when the facilities used to be on Long Island, and we were in Hofstra. And training camp, I kid you not, two and a half practices in the morning, full tilt, full pads. Parcells is the head coach. Belichick's the defensive coordinator. Charlie Weiss is the offensive coordinator. Keyshawn's there, right? Yeah, Keyshawn's there. Um, Mo Lewis, Brian Cox. Vinny Testaverde. Testaverde, Wayne Krebet, Curtis Martin. Banging in the morning for two and a half hours, right? Practice in the heat. Boom. Then afternoon, another two and a half hours, full pads, full tilt, banging again. And when you're an undrafted guy... You're like you got to take as many reps as possible. That's right. Show team reps. You got to hit twice as hard. Twice right. as hard. Three times. You're more flying often. down on. What was the off? toughest thing about trying to get Parcells' attention to, to, to say that you're a guy who belongs in the 53 man roster? Well, the, the you just had to go out there and every play you had to make sure that you try to do something special. And right. and when I say special, it's just like not screw up, know where you need to mm-hmm. be. You know, when they threw you the football, make a catch, or if you had to make a block, don't get, you know, don't get beat, that kind of thing. So that's what it was. But nowadays you go down the training camp. It's Club Med. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. They, like they, they won't be wearing pads today, first day. They got to they gotta ease their way into pads. No, no, not when I played. That first day, full pads. They ease their way in, and now there's no more like, there's no more. There's two practices a day, yeah. but generally, if you wear pads in the morning, the second one's kind of like just helmets, and it's like a walkthrough. Got it. And they probably never put on those pads before. But hey, listen, good for them. I guess they got it. Uh, they, you, you know, when you when you're born in the right era, this is what you get, I, and you get more money, and, and like you. But you went through the tough yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, condi- w- and the conditioning uh, yeah. test yeah. is. The Patriots one is easy. To- how, how, wait, wait, how about the three hundred yeah, yard shuttle? I, I did heard, that one. but I heard Belichick can be ruthless though. Like no, the Patriots- Bennett talking about running hills before Super Bowl Fifty One. Like conditioning is such a top priority. In well, Fosbro. yeah, the conditioning is, but the conditioning test is easy. The the one that they do now. Yeah. I, I've done the three hundred yard shuttle. You could do it at fifty yards, so down and back fifty yards. Wait, the three hundred yard shuttle isn't that when you get dropped off at JFK UMass because the T breaks and you have to catch a bus? 
Ah, uh, no, you're thinking that's yeah, the other, that's the sil- silver okay. line. Oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. So the 300 yard shuttle's down and back 50 yards, right? Three times. That's one way to do it. Then they have a 25 yard, so, and that's six times. But the Patriots won. They do, I believe it's 2040s. Well, well, here, 20, well 40s, 50s, and here, 60s. Here's what, and that's the third one uh, in this article in The Athletic. says 40s, 50s, 60s. Yes. This is the drill the Patriots do. Yes. Um, it's either 40, 50, or 60 yards based on the group you're in. Lightweights, middleweights, heavyweights. So yeah, you I was did the 60 yard. I was in the oh, middleweight. Were, oh, yeah, yeah. You were heavyweights to the lineman. Okay. There are no turns like the other two tests above. Straight shot with a time requirement of yep. 40 yards in six seconds, 50 yards in seven, or 60 yards in eight. Yep. So you were able to do 50 yards in seven? Yeah, that's easy. Okay. Okay, it's light work. Each I mean, if we can't, do, if none of us can do forty yards in six seconds, then GTA. I, I mean, come, come on, come on. You got to do twenty though. So this is like, <laughs> but this seems like a really like wow. This is like, and then I think you do, but the way that New England does it, you do ten, and then you get a break for a couple minutes, and then you do ten more, and uh, and whatever the time is, like so. Say if you got to finish it, and say if the the you're a middleweight and your time is seven seconds, and you finish it in six seconds. Yep. You get now, you take that off of your 30 seconds rest. So you get a 24-second rest. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So if you do seven seconds, you get a 23-second rest. Yeah, and when you're an undrafted free agent like you were coming out of UGA, like you said, you had to make every play, every snap, so, every but drill But that one's count. easy. If you, if you feel the the one that they have now, like, so if guys if guys show up and they feel the running test, that tells me they did nothing. Nothing in the offseason. They did right. absolutely nothing. And, and, and by the way, if you do fail that in, at a Bill Belichick training camp, you better have... Oh, cut Joseph, Joseph Adai for right. not passing the running test. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You, 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 be, you better be renting and not buying. Cut uh, him right there on the spot. Right there on the it. spot. And the Glenn Miller music from 1935 mm-hmm. was 1930s booty music. That's she right. You should be right? able to run that test that, that, off, that, that of was sheer, off of sheer will. Wait, isn't that the music that you hear playing during the last scene of Avengers Endgame? Oh, I was going to say The Shining. The Shining. Avengers oh, Endgame? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, no spoilers. Sorry. Sorry, audience. No spoilers. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, co- coming up next, we've got to get back to this. The debacle in the trop that happened yesterday. 23 minutes, one they pitch. They should have been doing a running test. 23 <laughs> minutes for one pitch. And guess what? It wasn't just David Price in between pitches. We'll get to that next. The WEEI Sports Radio Network. You're locked in to the WEEI Sports Radio Network. So Red Sox down 3-2 here in the eighth inning, and we'll see what they come back with from the command center. This is evidence that that this has not been done before, and the umpire crew really has not even seen this type of maneuvering, and that's exactly why they're going to New York. It's like, what do we do in this situation? Alex Cora was uh, clever enough to definitely challenge the move. And it has thrown the umpires for a loop. That game's under protest right now. That's how far we've come, folks. Stay hot, Uncle Manfred. (laughs) Hey, by the way, Bill Belichick is speaking right now in Foxborough. We will have that sound for coming up at the top of the hour as soon as we can turn it over. And I'm sure... Ben Volan will be trolling him. I get goosebumps during training. Camp. You do. Look at I you. You're, you're getting like this is. Yeah, I miss it. Man. Wow. Do you, you're like this. I'm is, headed down there, and I'm gonna like. Wow. I just want one more. I think Troy's out doing some stuff down there. Hey, too. you know what? If Troy you want to re- is coaching, if you want to reenact training camp, I don't want to volunteer. But I'll volunteer John Anderson or Fitzy that you could pretend that uh, they're trying to tackle you and just barrel them over. Yeah. Right. No. 
Yeah. We could do that. No, put yeah, me on the put me on the sled. I didn't really want to get hit in training camp, so, so well, gonna, well, don't so, worry, they won't hit you. We're gonna do. Uh, we're, gonna do some, we're gonna do some Oklahomas in here. Yeah, yeah. some Oklahomas. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was a drill we used to do for the Patriots, but that's for another day. Uh, so last night, I, I excuse me, yesterday afternoon at Tropicana Field, that actually was according to the paid attendance, it was over twenty four thousand people there. Yesterday, that's what they said, huh? They said so. It says I'm I'm looking on the MLB.com box score. So well, it is. That's not the Did issue. The crowd look at much? Yeah, yeah. The the issue was the fact that you had a situation um, which took 23 minutes due to a protest and and I don't have a problem with what Alex Cora did. Alex Cora actually did what he was supposed to do because the Rays tried making this sort of untoward switch with their pitcher to put him at first base, then to put him back at pitcher. It was completely messed up and so let me just break it down for you. Umpire Chief Angel Hernandez um, said that after the game, Rays manager Kevin Cash did not specify what Kalarik and the others would be placed in the lineup and that it became, that by rule it became his decision. Kalarik replaced Charlie Morton in the game. He pitched to Sam Travis, got him on a pop fly. Then Kalarik goes to first base as Cash brought in the reliever Chaz Rowe, who got Mookie to fly out. Kalarik then goes back to become a pitcher as Nate Lowe entered to play first base. And that when Cora came in the game and said, what the bleep is going on here, which prompted a 23-minute stoppage. As if baseball, which is a sport that's like watching sometimes paint dry or grass grow, mm-hmm. needed anything more to halt and alter its image or make it even worse 23 minutes, Wiggy, one pitch. What the heck? But do they know about this rule? Can you not do that in baseball? Well, you can't do it, but Angel Hernandez did not, according to Rob Bradford, he didn't write it down on his lineup card initially. So that's why this whole thing took forever. Just imagine a game being halted, stopped for 23 minutes in a sterile environment. They showed the media yesterday on Nesson in the press box. They show like you could see Rob Bradford and Ian Brown and all, and they just like a bunch of people are just like, "Is this thing over yet?" Yeah, but why, the reason the, the the reason why I asked is like, is it legal and you cannot do it? Right? Is because. If is this is a legal move, so you're saying you can do it? Um, I'm saying that like I don't. You can't go from pitcher to first, to first base. base back to pitcher. So then it's illegal. You cannot do it. So then there's a it, ch- it, it should have not happened. But what problem was Angel Hernandez didn't write down all the changes when initially Kevin Cash came in the game to put um, Kalarik in at pitcher and then move them the first and try to go back to pitcher. Yeah, but Rose, the new guy that comes in. Joy's the guy that leaves. <laughs> it's so simple. It's happening in front of you, and you as an umpire, you should know, okay, this is illegal. Uh-uh, it's something you can't do. Right. Whatever's supposed to happen, and out, I don't know what happens. It, that's a, that should take 30 seconds to figure that out. It's like going back to instant replay and looking at it and going, okay, that's a clear-cut fumble. In this situation, you go there and you look, you go, okay, this guy was pitching. Right. He went from pitching to first base, back to pitching. You can't do that. You, you know that, the- sh- that should take you... Five minutes. You know the one sport where replay, re, like, honestly, I don't care if we have Don Deckinger in the 85 World Series who got the play wrong at first base when he robbed the St. Louis Cardinals of the World Series. You know what we need? We don't need we don't need replay in baseball. No, you need replay in all sports. No, not in baseball. Yes, you because, because you slow a game of molasses down even more. Well, no, you, you should, don't. You should no, o- you don't. You should only have 
like it's like in all sports, one challenge you, you only be uh, allowed a certain amount of of replay. But um, when you look at this situation and and you start to see it, it's something that's right there in front of you. I, I saw like kind of like the replay of it afterwards. Yeah, and it's like. The manager goes out. He's got writing this down. The umpire's writing something down. And then Alex Cora goes out. It's like, right, not look at my notes. No, look at your notes. What do you got? I don't know. Let's go to the headset and see what New York has to say about this. It's just like when you look at baseball and you start to see and you go, 23 minutes to figure that That's out? That's what I'm saying. Like, come I, on. I mean, I mean, Wiggy, that was an utter embarrassment and Sort of disgraceful well, what, for baseball. Well, I, wanna, I would love to know. I'd love to hear from them, and I don't know if they talked about it. What took them so long when it's clear cut right in front of them? Angel Hernandez, did? the umpire chief, did not was not paying attention. He didn't write down his lineup card. And kudos, listen, I have no issue with Cora. Cora did the right thing. It's not Cora's fault that Angel Hernandez was not doing his job. Speaking of doing your job, Bill Belichick has spoken and. He has addressed the other 9,000-pound pink elephant in the room, a.k.a. the Nick Casario situation. We will have that for you next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t